Folks, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be picking 19th overall here at the NHL draft. And you might be wondering, you know, there are a couple of names out there that might be of interest to the Jets. But what could Oliver Moore bring to Winnipeg? We'll dive into this interesting prospect and why he might be Winnipeg's best bet if they want to retain their first round pick on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Everydayers can circle back every single weekday for a brand new episode looking for some hot, fresh new Jets news. But most of all, we just really appreciate all of the love and support and engagement that you give us. Now, tonight's episode is going to be a fun one. I do want to talk a little bit about some prospect stuff, specifically focusing on Oliver Moore, and also give you some updates from around the NHL playoffs. Before we go any further, though, I want to shout out one of our friends and partners at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about how Game Time can save you time and money when you're buying your favorite event tickets. Now, like I said, the Jets this year have the 19th overall pick, which is not bad, right? Uh, I've, I've talked a little bit about the Jets may be trading back uh, if the opportunity presents itself. I know that the Jets don't always have amazing luck when it comes to like second, third, fourth round picks. Um, and, and certainly if you trade back, you want to make sure that uh, there's nobody that you would say has reasonable NHL upside enough to really uh, go for that pick, right? Maybe instead of going for quantity, you're looking at quality. With the Jets this year, I, I think there's a couple of ways that they could play this. If they were to trade back, I don't think it'd be the worst decision. Uh, I think you could potentially pick up a couple of extra prospects to sort of round out the back end of your pool. Maybe you even find one or two fallers who uh, you know might be considered more home run picks. Or the Jets also have the option of maybe just using the pick itself, which you know, traditionally, it hasn't always worked out for the Jets, right? Their first round picks over the past couple of years, it's been a little bit up and down. I'd say the past couple of drafts, they've done a lot better. And I feel like there's been a lot less that I would say I'm concerned about. You know, you might say that Rutger McGrory, uh was a little bit of a reach when they got him at like 14th overall or so uh, in last year's draft. But McGrory looks like a great offensive prospect. He's been killing it for Michigan. So, you know, was it really that much of a reach? Maybe if his skating doesn't improve, but it, you know, you feel like he's on a good track towards being an NHL caliber player. So that kind of brings us to the, the question of, all right, let's say the Jets use 19th overall. If they were to select somebody, who could they bring in? And one of the players that's been getting uh, some buzz on social media and has also been suggested as Winnipeg's draft pick in the mock draft 
is Oliver Moore from the U.S. National Dev Program. And Oliver is kind of an interesting player because if you look at his like stat sheet, uh, his U18 performance doesn't really jump off the page, right? Um, you, you see some solid numbers for the U18 teams, but then you look at the, the junior dev program and you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. He's been over a point per game in most of the programs that he's played at. But the problem is, is you're probably looking for a lot more if you're looking for uh, a top and performer, right? U.S. Dev program players, always a little bit of a gamble when it comes to evaluating how much of their points production really translates to the next level. And with more, you could say maybe he he has some usage stuff that is keeping him from being uh, a really big points performer in the box sheet. But setting that aside, you know, what would you really notice with him? And the first thing that's going to stand out is that skating, right? His speed and explosiveness, especially from uh, a standstill or when engaging one-on-one defenders, it's really, really powerful. He has this really quick stride uh, that allows him to essentially burst out to like a wide position against a defender who's backpedaling and then cut inside behind them once he's found that little bit of extra speed to just sort of glide by his opponents. He has a very patented move, I would say, where he kind of does that uh, that curl outside and then cut back inside to drive towards the net, and then he'll take a shot of some sort. It's not the most, I would say, like tricky move, but it's pretty consistent. And I think the way that he creates it is what's really important to notice. That explosive edge work of his is very powerful. He gets a lot of speed out of it, and it looks like the kind of skating that would probably rank among Winnipeg's fastest skaters if he was to join this team. Offensively, you know, you kind of like the passing. I think that his shot selection is generally decent. Uh, He doesn't have like a world-beating release, but I feel like when he does score, he's placed to shots well. He likes to, you know, shoot from either the face-off circles, sometimes the high middle slot area. When he drives um, towards the the slot area from an angled position, I feel like he does try to go for rebounds. Uh, sometimes that works out for his teammates. Sometimes it's just a shot attempt that's maybe a little bit more on the lower danger side. But again, I, I feel like he's the kind of guy who, Uh, through a very industrious approach, is able to create a higher volume of chances. It just doesn't seem to be paying off in terms of, you know, getting on the box score sheet. So that's a question, right? And, And if you were to, I guess, pick out other concerns, you might ask yourself, well, how much of his stick handling and his one on one matchup ability translates to uh, next level performance against really tough defenders. And I don't know yet. I think that is something that he'll probably want to work on as he adds more tool sets and trickeries uh, to his game. I think he has the ability to be really explosive, and I, I love that. And I think that he has a lot of intriguing upside if somebody can kind of give him a few extra levels to his game. Um, but again, you know, when you're picking at like 19th overall, you're not going for an immediate superstar. There's potential there, but I think Moore is one of those players where I look at him as having a relatively higher floor, but maybe a reduced ceiling. So comfortably, like a middle six, third line player, probably, uh, if he does really hit and takes to some instruction as he transfers out to University of Minnesota, maybe we start to look at him as more of a second line player. But I think so far, If he turns into a third line or like middle six winger for the Jets, I think that'd be very good value for where he's being picked. 
So more, there's a lot to like. Uh, I think that if, you know, for a player who's got some intriguing upside, it certainly wouldn't be a bad idea to give a swing at all. If you've seen any of Oliver Moore or heard about him, let me know what you think of his prospect skills. Let me know if there's somebody else you would want to see drafted there instead, or maybe you think the Jets should trade back. I know at least one of you picked up on that comment um, and said, of course, that Winnipeg's drafting performance in the second round and beyond hasn't always been ideal, but let me know what you think about maybe uh, giving more a shot or perhaps moving back anyways. Now, Of course, for all of that prospect talk, the NHL playoffs are still ongoing, and I wanted to go over how the teams are doing and some series updates in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. Buying your favorite tickets to your favorite sporting and music events shouldn't be difficult and stressful, but we all know that saving time and money, especially with uh, ticket apps and stuff, is always a pain. It just doesn't happen. It's expensive. And honestly, you probably aren't getting the best prices. With game time, you can find flash deals and last minute tickets, and you'll also be provided in arena or in venue seat views so you know what you're actually getting into those of you who have ever been to fenway know that uh there's an infamous part of the stadium where if you sit at just the right angle a gigantic column blocks your entire view for the whole game you want to avoid that right especially if you're paying you know however uh, many dollars or uh, a couple of dozen dollars for a major ticket you don't want to be blocked the whole time you actually want to see what's going on and make sure that you don't miss a moment with game time you can do both and best of all you can even save a few extra dollars and you'll always get the best price game times uh, guarantee means that if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so You'll always be backed knowing that you have the best prices and uh, seats in the whole biz. And again, it's really easy. You'll have your tickets in seconds after you make your purchase, and they're sent directly to your phone. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Terms apply. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us again as we were just talking about uh, some prospect and draft talk ahead of the ahead of the 2023 NHL entry draft. The Jets might be interested in trade or er, uh, drafting Oliver Moore, or maybe they trade back. I don't know yet, but Oliver Moore, if they make the selection, very intriguing pick and somebody who's probably worth doing a little bit more of a deeper dive on. But In real NHL stuff, obviously the playoffs are still ongoing. Uh, As I'm recording this, the Kraken and Stars are still underway. Uh, That's been a very fun series. Um, Actually, the Kraken have have managed to uh, really give the Stars quite a fit. Right now in this game, the Stars are up 3-2, but it was like 3-1 earlier. So obviously the Kraken have started to rally back, and we all know that Seattle this year seemingly has a little bit of extra sauce. I don't know what it is about this Kraken team, but it kind of feels like the first year uh, Vegas squad. Um, this Kraken team, though, you know, uh, intriguingly, the, the goaltending was a problem last season. This year, Grubauer has seemingly rallied and put his you know performances and past really bad uh, numbers a little bit behind him. He's been a lot better this season, and maybe that was all they needed, but uh, against this Stars team, they're going to have to be perfect just about because the the Stars, despite 
conceding quite a few opportunities over these past few games. Still a very strong team. Uh, and they have some really big performers and guys like Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, uh, Miro Heiskinen, who's currently sidelined. Uh, even Jamie Ben. all of these guys have really stepped up in this postseason run. Rope Hints, still very good. Thomas Harley, uh, again, really fitting in nicely. So the Stars team, super deep. Wouldn't shock me if Dallas ends up prevailing in Game 7. Um, but so far, it is a split 2-2 series. We'll see how this game ends. Could be a very interesting evening, depending on the Kraken or the Stars emerging victorious in this one. Let me know who you think is actually going to win this series in the comments below. But we already have one team uh, eliminated from this playoff round. The Carolina Hurricanes have dispatched the New Jersey Devils four games to one. Wasn't a particularly close series. Um, the, the Devils just seemingly got lit up like a Christmas tree in the first couple of games. And after that, unlike their previous series against the Rangers, they never really recovered in this one. They had one really strong game where they were, they were able to push back and beat Carolina. But after that, the Canes found ways to uh, really frustrate them in the neutral zone and, you know, generally get by enough to uh, win now in overtime and seal the series. I think for the Devils, you know, generally speaking, a really successful season. This is like the first year where um, New Jersey fans can can really feel like the team has taken an active step forward. I suppose there are conversations about the coaching situation next year. Is Lindy Ruff going to come back? Is he going to get canned? Uh, hard to say. I'd be I'd be a little bit surprised if he does get fired, considering his team uh, advanced as far as it did in the postseason. I guess the question for them is, well. Now that you're here, what is naturally the next step? Because they traded for Meyer, and that gamble wasn't enough to put them into the uh, the conference uh, finals and eventually the Stanley Cup finals. So, yeah, intriguing option here. But uh, I, I feel like the Devils are one of those teams that's going to be asking about Connor Hellebuck here pretty soon. Uh, if anyone could use like an elite starter in net it is probably the Devils because they have just about everything else. It's just figuring out the goaltending situation and bringing in some of that young talent from their draft uh, pool who can really start to step up. Luke Hughes obviously being one of the biggest names in their prospect pool. Heard he's had a bit of a rough playoffs, but you know this is like his first real NHL action and he's kind of filling in immediately. So obviously uh, a lot of a learning experience for him and for the entire Devils team, but I suspect that in the years going uh, past this season, that team will continue to be a consistent playoff threat. Now, there are a couple of other series that have been really fun and certainly very interesting in terms of some of the scorelines and results. We'll dive into those series and where they're sitting in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wanted to wrap up really quickly with some final thoughts on uh, round two of the playoffs. We have a couple of series uh, ongoing that will be kicking off on tomorrow, uh, to, or I guess Friday night. Um, the first game being Florida versus Toronto. This is, of course, Paul Maurice's chance to essentially lock out the Leafs and uh, dispatch them yet again from another disappointing playoff run. Paul Maurice's Panthers have managed to rally despite having a bit of a lackluster end of the season and a, a bit of an uneven start to the postseason. I think the thing with the Panthers that people have forgotten is that this team was extremely deep last season. And frankly, you know, 
their level of performance recently and the amount of games that they're winning really should have been more of the expectation rather than it kind of coming as a surprise under Maurice. I think Paul has done an okay enough job with this team this year. It's certainly not been as bad as his tenure with the Jets. Uh, and in fact, I think for for Maurice, he's been unlucky more than anything that Bobrovsky hasn't been good for much of the season. But during the postseason, Sergei has really regained form, really turned his, uh, I guess, flagging career around and looks like he's primed to try and steal his way all the way to the cup finals. Now, uh, the Leafs did manage to scratch out a win um, in their previous game. You know, Florida was going for the sweep. They got denied, but I would expect that the Panthers will probably take care of business here pretty soon. If they don't, that would be one of the funniest things ever, Toronto pulling off a reverse sweep. Uh, We would never hear the end of it, I can tell you that right now, but it would be uh, prime, prime content for the memes. So we'll keep an eye on that series. I think this one will probably go to six games, most likely. I I would expect that Toronto will probably win at home uh, on Friday. And then, you know, it goes back to to Florida over the weekend and the Panthers can finish it on home ice. But maybe the Panthers get it done before then and finish off a uh, pesky but also underwhelming Toronto Maple Leafs team. Now for the Leafs, I guess Joseph Wollin-Nett is probably the guy that they're going to go with going forward. Maybe they have their goalie of the future and present, and he's ready to take over the reins. So something to track not only for this season, but for next. Now, the last playoff series has been one of the more violent and, uh, I guess, controversial ones. Just absolute chaos, Edmonton versus Vegas. These teams really seem to hate each other. I feel like every series Vegas plays, everyone hates each other. But this series in particular... um, Everyone's taking pot shots at one another. We saw a Petrangelo slash on Dreisaitl. Uh We saw, I think, Petrangelo get dumped into the boards by somebody else. I don't know if it, if it was Kane or who else it was. Guys are just chopping at each other, crushing each other into the boards. It's It's been a brutal series. Uh, and it, it's like watching two teams try to kill each other for the most part, all while scoring like 40 goals a game. If you like really high-scoring affairs, Oilers versus Knights has been an absolute treat for you. It's been a brutal series. Whoever kind of emerges out of this one is probably not going to have enough energy to survive either the Stars or the Kraken. I feel like it has taken a pretty significant chunk out of both of these teams. And Mark Stone might actually be injured again. Not sure about that. We'll see if he's ready for game five. Maybe they've already announced it and I just missed it, but... Suffice to say, everyone's kind of coming out of this game series uh, a little bit more black and blue than they entered. So pretty brutal. Uh, It's tied 2-2, though. It's been very back and forth. I feel like the Oilers might actually emerge out of the series. I don't know why, but I just feel like the Knights maybe are going to run out of steam here. And Edmonton's ability to just kill opponents on the power play is going to be what propels them forward, especially because the Knights' power play is kind of dog crap. But Hey, as Jets fans, we are used to uh, less than uh, stellar special teams. But give me your series predictions and then maybe even a cup finals prediction here in just a little bit. Let me know who you think is going to be matching up in the faded final series of the season. And uh, we'll talk about that perhaps on tomorrow's episode. But for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. Every day or so we will see you back here uh, later, later in the evening. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great one and go Jets go.